This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders. This is Manisha. I'm going to be your host for this week's episode because Abhinandan is busy doing the things he does. We have with us our uh, lovely, brilliant team of young reporters and we're going to be talking about a lot of news that's happened this week uh, and last week and uh, get their inputs on uh, various reports that have come out. Um, so, on the panel, we have Cherry. Hello. Rohin. Hello. Amit. Hello. And joining us on the phone all the way from Kashmir is Nidhi. Hi. Hi, Nidhi. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start straight with your report, um, which came out yesterday. Uh, for those of you who haven't read it, please read it. It's called Being Tabassum Guru. Tabassum Guru is the wife of Abzal Guru, who was... Uh, uh, accused in the parliament attack and he was hanged and uh, Nidhi went and met his wife five years after his hanging right yeah it's been five yeah. years so and it's yeah. really uh, it's a very detailed sort of report that uh, looks into Tabassum's life uh, before the hanging of her husband and after the hanging of her husband and really kind of uh, explores what life has been for her ever since her husband was arrested so, uh, Nidhi, what made you, I know that, I mean, 9th February, the day when he was hanged, is yeah. um, is kind of observed in Kashmir, so to speak, and, you know, there are shutdowns. So, that's an immediate news spec. But what was your interest in Tabassum's story? Like, what, what got you interested in uh, telling her story? Um, so, me being a woman reporter in Kashmir, I've, uh, in general, tried to look at the advantage of me having access to uh, local women here. It's an advantage that both uh, local and non-local male reporters do not tend to have. Hmm. Um, so it was a month. It like I began thinking about the story in February, uh, right after the uh, shutdown was called for Abdul Guru's hanging day to mark the day of his hanging. And uh, I thought I should pay her a visit because I read reports of her and a lot of it sort of constructed her around Abdul Guru as being a morning wife. Uh, so I thought I was interested in looking at modes of protest that Kashmiri women have adopted. Um, a lot of a lot of times, I think recent reports have started saying that Kashmiri women are out pelting stones. They're finally protesting, but as I see it, uh, this is mainly because they've adopted the male way of protesting. They have always protested in their own way. And suddenly when they've adopted the male narrative, you start saying that, oh, women are also on the street. So one way, one intention for me to look at Tabsum was because she did conduct street protests and all of that in Delhi. But in Kashmir, uh, she had a very interesting way of protesting, which was her protest against the media. Hmm. She and felt that so the media just, had not been fair to her. Sto- she felt that the media had not been fair to her and her husband. And uh, you note in the piece that she stopped, you know, she'd stopped talking to uh, the media soon after the hanging of her husband. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So she does say that, that the moment she received the news that Abzal was hanged, she switched her phone off for the next 15 days. And she said, I'm not going to let media houses capitalize on my uh, grief, uh, which I thought was quite a stunning response and a stunning mode of protest. So I thought she was a very interesting woman in that sense. Yeah, you know, whenever you do a story uh, from conflict zones, especially in Kashmir, mm-hmm. um, you have to tread a really thin line uh, because you run the risk of either glorifying something that you don't want to. Uh, yeah. There's also the problem that everyone has a different story to tell so you you know to know what the truth is is really tough and often you have extreme 
versions coming from the official sources and from civilians and you have to sort yeah. of find your way through all of that what were the you know when you were meeting her obviously she views her husband very differently from how the rest of the country views him he is looked on as a you know the guy who masterminded terror attacks mm. and though there are i mean a lot of people have their own um, view on the judgment some feel he wasn't really the mastermind he was just a scapegoat others feel that he did yeah. was, was involved in a very serious i think one of the most serious terror attacks that we've seen over the past uh, 15 years mm. at least How were you, how did you approach that I mean were you were you careful about that not to glorify Abzal Guru through his wife remembering him or romanticizing him or was that not uh, a concern for you Yeah it is a challenge and I think as a young reporter I'm still struggling with it because I also have to admit that I do get sometimes emotionally attached to the story so I did take some time with the story uh i also discussed with raman our editor our managing editor about how to go about this and he's really helpful in uh sorting out the story for me hmm. uh what i decided to do with the story in order to try and make it more credible was to include myself in it so i did write it in first person i tried to approach the story in a way that was not too objective and distant so that the reader also understands that i have approached this as a woman as a journalist and in the story as well mm. and about not glorifying abdul guru uh, that is why i had put in statements of the judgment mm. as well as juxtaposed uh, her views on him mm. so i tried to maintain the story about tabasam and her interactions with abdul rather than his interactions with her or looking at it from his perspective hmm. which is what i found in most reports you think like most of the reporting that happens from kashmir uh, you know in any conflict zone women and children pay the heaviest price you think that's covered enough by the media do we hear enough stories about women dealing with loss of lives and you know a loss of kin do you see that happening a lot or do you think there's a long way uh you know it it does ha- you're right it does happen a lot women are always uh, seen as either wife of someone mother of someone who died or the sister of someone who died i think uh, stories of women of their own or coming of their own is very less also in reports if you see very few women are quoted in stories unless they are women centric stories so uh, there's very unbiased uh, representation of women women generally become like the image in the story they are reduced like to a mourning woman a crying woman a woman in pain hmm hmm so yeah great uh, do any one of you have any questions to nidhi any okay cool so we'll get down to the rest of the podcast let's start with cherry uh, tell me what what do you think was just overplayed overhyped in the media this week so uh, speaking of media reportage i want to speak about news reports concerning the alleged pro pakistani slogans that were raised in, in arariya Arar- yeah. bihar after yeah. the bipol elections correct so the so, context just for context to our uh, listeners uh, there's a video circulating for which hasn't been authenticated and it has a uh, bunch of youths in arariya allegedly chanting pro pakistan uh, slogans. slogans like pakistan this was after the rjd won from there and who is the candidate to won amit sarfaraz alam oh, rjd okay. mp sarfaraz okay. alam yeah. so and the video who's muslim so the implication being that muslims are kind of celebrating yeah so Pakistan and the video is apparently being shot outside his house yeah. and as manisha mentioned it hasn't been verified the police is still waiting for the fsl report mm. and in this case at least two news channels times now as well as the hindustan like featured the news as 
uh, slogans being raised, pro-Pakistani mm. slogans being raised outside, being published and brought or rather broadcasted on news channels which have this reach mm. and which provide credibility to a video mm. that hasn't been verified is something I find problematic. Mm. And that video reaching the mainstream media is what mm. I wanted to speak about. Was that concerning. happens a lot though nowadays. Like yeah. You see a lot of instances where whatsapp videos just make it to news with very little editorial check and you think in this case they'd send reporters Mm -hmm. to figure out what really happened because you have in indian express you have you had a front page report where uh, the reporter went and spoke to the family spoke to the family saw the original Mm -hmm. video and there weren't any such slogans being raised so you also had an alt mm -hmm. news piece where uh, you know they've raised suspicions on the mm -hmm. video and that was possibly edited Hmm. So uh, the video with which the family has come forward, it states something else entirely different. It's, yeah. It speaks about how BJP, however much they try, won't win it. It hmm. doesn't speak anything about pro-Pakistani slogans. Hmm. And like you mentioned, we've also seen cases where uh, tampered Facebook posts have led to communal flare-ups. Hmm. So there's definitely a need for uh, news organizations to rein in or rather hmm. have gatekeepers to verify what is the source of their videos. True, but with the way TV news is going, I find that tough. I, I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. It'll be up to social media organizations mm. and maybe alternate media organizations too. Yeah. Another bit that I wanted to talk about was, uh, are these problematic polls being put out by Times Now and Republic? Like one of the polls that Times Now put out yesterday was, what do you think about the Congress these days? Is it huh? uniting India? Is it dividing India? <laughs> I was like... What? Like, I think Republic had one. Uh, what do people of India want? Uh, BJP Sarkar or Khichdi Sarkar? Absolutely. Like, that was the second <laughs> example I no, wanted to That was Times give. Now, I think. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was Republic, I think. No, no, no Times, Times, now, Times, Times Now. And the second poll is also Times Now. I'm mm-hmm. just like, why put out such problematic polls? Is it mm-hmm. difficult to come up with polls that make sense? Yeah, it's just, just another way of editorializing. I think it's just an extension of their primetime nonsense. Uh, Rohin, yes. अररिया वाली खबर ही थी लेकिन आज दैनिक जागरण ने उससे भी ज्यादा मजेदार खबर की है दैनिक जागरण के फ्रंट पेज पे लीड स्टोरी है कि 2029 तक पीएम बने रह सकते हैं मोदी है ये फ्रंट पेज रिपोर्ट है फ्रंट पेज पे रिपोर्ट है और इसमें बहुत मजेदार बातें लिखी गई है क्या कारण दिए इसमें कोई ब्लूमबर्ग मीडिया समूह का कोई सर्वे है और उसमें दो ही मापदंड है जिसमें पहला एक आर्थिक ताकत और दूसरी सैन्य क्षमता तो इस रिपोर्ट में दैनिक जागरण लिख रहा है कि मोदी के पास कार्यकाल की कोई सीमा बाध्यता नहीं है और प्रभावी विपक्ष नहीं होने के अभाव में 2024 में प्रधानमंत्री बनेंगे ही 2029 तक देश की सेवा कर सकते हैं। दे हैव आल्सो जस्ट अपोज्ड हिम विद अदर लीडर्स दूसरे नेता और वही पुराना प्यू रिसर्च सेंटर का वो ग्राफ बना दिया इसमें कितने परसेंट लोग मोदी को पसंद करते हैं I think we should also mention the other uh, leaders mentioned in the report. दूसरों में भी तो वही हालत है ना। इन्होंने मोहम्मद बिन सलमान जोंग उनको दिखाया। Great. That's what makes news on the front page of the most read. Uh, the mo- Dhanjagran is the most read newspaper in India, and that's their front page report. 
Uh, what about you, Amit? Uh, I'll I'll go on to the Araria report uh, again, mm-hmm. and uh, why I found it very problematic. I mean, sending a reporter to Araria and uh, you know filing filing a report is one thing, and the basic thing that the news channel should have done is, mm. which I mean, any reader or viewer actually is capable of doing it. When you watch that video, you figure out that it could be tempered video, doctored video. Why? There's no lip sync mm. at all. Mm. There are two pauses in a one minute. It, I think it's less than one minute mm. or some. Mm. So one minute video. So it's, it's less cre- than one minute. Less than one minute video. So it creates a sense of uh, suspicion. And uh, the basic thing that could have been done by news channels before airing it, uh, you know, broadcasting it in and the news channel, uh, Aastak has also broadcasted it. Mm-hmm. So uh, they could have simply put on the video and any editing software and uh, could have figured out or pointed out while reporting that mm. this video has come up on social media. But there there's no lip sync. Mm. There are issues uh, with, I mean, there are two cuts in the video and we cannot ascertain whether this video is uh, real or doctored. The problem is... Also, huh, just sorry. one addition to it. Uh, the video was uh, uh, shared on social media. Mm. I mean, the timing also. The timing is also very important. Mm. First, when was it shared? Huh, mm. First comment, uh, first Girat Singh, the union minister, said that Araria will become terror hub okay. because RJD has won from Araria and BJP lost. Hmm. Araria and a Muslim, is a Muslim candidate huh, from Araria. A Muslim candidate. Mm. Uh, so Araria is basically a Muslim dominated area and it's on the border of Bangladesh and uh, near to Nepal. So you can act, I mean, it's a hmm. bordering okay. district. So that is one factor. So Bharatiya Janta, Yuva Murcha, Vice President shared the video after Girirat Singh's comment. Ah, and then okay. Girirat Singh retweeted that video. And after that, it made news in the online uh, portals mm. of uh, mainstream newspapers and then the news channels also carried it and then there have been arrests two boys have yeah. been arrested yeah, two boys have been this, arrested huh? oh but that's interesting that it happens after the controversial statement made by giri raj i didn't know that uh, what were you saying cherry correct so amit mentioned that they haven't been authenticated right so that's the problem like just saying that they haven't been authenticated is not that missing from the news debates is not just the problem the problem is if you're not able to verify it how can you broadcast it i'm saying mm. even if you're broadcasting it at mm. least say that there are there's a problem with the lip sync yeah i mean there's some common sense issues that you're pointing out the lip sync the basic mm. one so mm. even if you are showing ki social media is chal rahe, it is incumbent on you to at least say that you know okay these Point are the out problems what the problems are yeah, we didn't see that happen. Uh, Nidhi, what about you? What do you think was uh, got excess coverage uh, during this week? Uh, I don't have one for what made too much news, but I'd like to talk about uh, something that made not too little news, but the nature of news it made. Uh, this might actually also be more local to Kashmir, but I think it should have been picked up and done with better quality by Kashmir reporters. Um, on Thursday, there was an encounter that started on the outskirts of Srinagar in Khanmu. Um, and went on till Friday early morning around 2 a.m. And what was different about this encounter was that, unlike other encounters, this was an encounter aimed at one of the members of the BJP party, the District Secretary Mohammed Anwar. Mm, he was there to inaugurate an, uh, an institute, and uh, four militants attacked him and his PSO, that's his personal security officer, uh, which is state-provided security. 
and uh, he managed to escape safely. His PSO was mildly injured. Uh, three of the militants were killed when they ran into the next village and took hostage. I mean, uh, took shelter in another house. The houses were completely laid to ground in the encounter. Uh, what is interesting here is that this is this could have been the second BJP leader who would have lost his life in Kashmir. Last November, the first uh, district president of the BJP youth wing uh, lost his life. His, he was found with his throat slit in South Kashmir. And I was a bit surprised that all, all of the media reports that I read reported this as three militants dead, two houses destroyed, and the attack was aimed at BJP. But there seems to not be any sort of political debate on this. Hmm. And... I discovered from a very basic surface-level conversation that I'm still learning to understand the politics here. And from a very basic conversation with BJP workers here, PDP spokesperson and the National Conference spokesperson, mm -hmm. that BJP and PDP are really washing their dirty linen in public now. Okay. I mean, the agenda of alliance is clearly coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And just taking this conversation with them makes that very evident. Mm -hmm. And I thought journalists should should be holding them responsible and should be asking them questions of why this is happening now because it is, it is the sentiments which will dictate the next elections the next assembly elections happening in 2020 right mm -hmm. and so, so you're saying this wasn't i think because the bjp said that you know we are not we've been asking for more security personnel for our workers and pdp is not giving it to us because they don't want us to grow in the valley mm. uh the PDP person made a very funny comment to me. I mean, he said, was it divine intervention that saved this uh, this man? Didn't he have a security with him? And then the NC workers said that uh, we have also not been given security because PDP doesn't want us to have security. Now, if, if a government is intentionally not giving security to people who deserve security, then it clearly shows that they're not very concerned about life's loss. Yeah, and that's workers. quite... So you're saying that local media also didn't really explore the story from this angle? Not really. I mean, at least I didn't read anything from the big newspapers here that sort of took out this angle and put it out there. Okay, great. So, yeah. Um, okay, so... And what about uh, stuff that you wish made news but didn't make much news? Cherry, uh, why don't you tell us? What caught your attention and you thought should have uh, gotten more play in the media? I don't really have much to add to that. No, there's no story, particular story mm -hmm. that you think that should have. Okay. What about you, Rohin? In uh, JNU, there students protest protesting technicalities JNU School of Life Sciences ke professor Atul Johari students lab students eight students sexual harassment charges serious FIR lodge eight students ने ये किया है और एक FIR अभी तक lodge हुआ है और complaints eight हैं उसके बाद से ना तो उनको किसी administrative post से हटाया गया है ना suspend किया गया है और अभी उनका arrest आज questioning के लिए दिल्ली पुलिस उनको बुला रही है तो इसमें दो चीजें important हैं कि पिछले साल JNU में जो GS cash था उसको हटा के ICC कर दिया गया था GS cash is the committee जो sexual harassment देखती है और उसके बाद internal complaints committee बनाई गई थी उस जब UGC का जो regulation आया था उस वक्त वो था 
यूजीसी सेक्सुअल हेरासमेंट एट वर्क प्लेस रेगुलेशन क्लाउज 2.1 उसमें सिर्फ इतना कहा गया था कि एनी एग्जिस्टिंग बॉडी ऑलरेडी फंक्शनिंग विद द सेम ऑब्जेक्टिव शुड बी रिकॉन्स्टिट्यूटेड एट एज आईसीसी उसको पूरे तरीके से उसका जो रिकॉन्स्टिट्यूशन करने का मतलब ये था क्योंकि जीएसकेएस उसी तरीके से काम कर रही थी जो आई मांग रहा था लेकिन वहाँ के वी ने इस पूरे जो उसमें मेंबर्स होते थे उसको कैसे रिकॉन्स्टिट्यूट करना है उसको पूरे तरीके से चेंज कर दिया पहले जो जीएस कैस में होते थे वो जितने भी मेंबर्स होते थे नाइन मेंबर्स वो सारे इलेक्टेड होते थे लेकिन अब जो आईसीसी बनाई गई है इसमें एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन चार लोगों को नॉमिनेट करेगा अच्छा तो अपने अंदर से ही एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन हाँ, एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन के पास ये अथॉरिटी होगी कि वो लोगों को इलेक्ट करेंगे और अब तो इसमें ऑटोनोमी का क्वेश्चन ही नहीं है ये ऑटोनोमस रहा ही नहीं और इसमें एक जो मेंबर होंगी वो बाहर से होंगी इसीलिए अब स्टूडेंट्स का ये आरोप है कि जीएस कैस जाने के बाद जब आईसीसी के अंतर्गत चल रहा है अगर जीएस कैस होता तो उनको तुरंत वहाँ से सस्पेंड किया जाता जब तक उनका प्रोप चल रहा होता लेकिन अभी तक ऐसा कुछ भी नहीं होता और एक्चुअली रूल्स के अकॉर्डिंगली आपको तुरंत सस्पेंड करना होता है किसी अगर सेक्शुअल ताकि इंक्वायरी फेयर मैनर में हाँ इस बीच एक और लड़की ने कंप्लेन किया है अतुल जौहरी के बारे में कि उसने वो बीच में गायब हो गई थी कैंपस से बाद में रिलेटिव के घर पाई गई उसने अतुल जहरी को मेल में लिखा है कि आप कैरेक्टरलेस हैं और आपके अंडर हम काम करना नहीं चाहते हैं तो ये भी एलिगेशन है इसके बाद भी अभी तो कोई कार्रवाई नहीं हो माई गॉड एंड कैन यू इमेजिन एट कम्प्लेन और ये कितने साल तक मतलब टाइम फ्रेम क्या है ये कम्प्लेन्स का कब से मतलब अलग अलग टाइम में है लेकिन अभी सब एक साथ एक के बाद एक कम्प्लेन सामने आने शुरू हुए एक क्वेश्चन है जस्ट बिंग डेवल्स एडवोकेट अतुल जौहरी वाइस चांसलर मामूडाला के जगदीश मामूडाला के बहुत करीबी माने जाते हैं और जो भी लड़ाइयाँ जे में चल रही हैं उसमें मुखर तौर पर जौहरी ही फ्रंट पे रहते हैं तो क्या ये कहा जा सकता है कि जो वामपंथी छात्र या छात्राएं हैं वो इस प्रोफेसर से बदला लेने की नियत से इस तरह के आरोप लगा रहे हैं क्योंकि जौहरी का कहना है कि आरोप बेसलेस हैं जो जौहरी कह रहे हैं कि ये लेफ्ट लीनिंग स्टूडेंट्स हैं उसमें से जो कंप्लेनेंट्स हैं उसमें ऐसा कुछ नहीं है कि वो सारे लेफ्ट लीनिंग या आईसा से हैं या एस एफ से उसमें अलग अलग और सेक्सुअल हरासमेंट को आप लेफ्ट और राइट में बांट के देखेंगे तो फिर केस खत्म है और ये बहुत कॉमन जैसे आई मतलब ये बहुत कॉमन एक्सीडेंट होता है लड़कियों के अगेंस्ट की आपको पोलिटिकल तेजपाल का भी जो केस होता है तहलका में उसमें इमीडिएटली ये था कि बीजेपी वांट्स मी डाउन मतलब गर्ल हैज गॉट नथिंग टू विद बीजेपी और एनी पार्टी शी हैज शी इज इंडिपेंडेंट कंप्लेनेंट वो तो साबित हो जाएगा ना तो अगर इट इज वेरी थ्री कंप्लेनेंट्स आर फ्रॉम एवीवीपी आर इधर एवीवीपी सपोर्टर्स और सिंपैथाइजर्स नहीं ठीक है लेकिन आज से तो ये भी खबर है कि आज 10 बजे से एबीवीपी भी प्रोटेस्ट कर रही स्कूल ऑफ लाइफ साइंसेस पे अतुल जौहरी को अरेस्ट करो सो बेसिकली या एवरीवन एंड इट्स अ सीरियस इशू विद एट गर्ल्स आर कंप्लेनिंग इट I mean, and so even if they are affiliated, it does call for huh. a probe. Huh. It calls ye, for an independent doctoral studies up nahi kar rahi hain lekin. And imagine because your teacher is the most important person. Wo supervisor. Like, without hai. the supervisor, you hmm. you just can't go ahead with your studies. So I hope this blows up. It's true that I didn't. मतलब थोड़ा बहुत सुना मतलब उतना वो नहीं हुआ है जितना कि होना चाहिए. Especially sexual harassment cases में अब हम इतना you know we really do tend to make it important. Um, what about you, Amit? Any story? Uh, there's another story from Bihar, Bhagalpur, hmm. uh, on the day of uh, New Year, the Hindu New Year. Hmm. Navratri ka first day, I think. Navratri ka pehla din. So that day, uh, so, uh, so this entire month for Bhagalpur is generally very sensitive. So hmm. every year we have been seeing that 
for the past several years uh, normally communal clashes do happen in this period of time till uh, till ram navmi it can mm. happen any time so on uh, the first day of navratra the uh, communal clashes happened in bhagalpur and uh, it got flared up because of arijit saswat chobe who took out the rally sobha yatra in bhagalpur now arijit saswat chobe is son of union minister hmm. aswini chobe and uh, i and the police has filed fir against uh, Sas- uh, arijit saswat now the thing is a uh, bjp is in power in uh, the center as well as in the state and despite this police has went had went in to file the fir this means that his involvement must have been serious in the case hmm. the media should have uh, picked up the story hmm. uh, the local media as well as the print media has given it enough space but hmm. i think that electronic media somehow has hmm. missed to cover it as much as hmm. it should have and the especially the comments the kind of comments that uh, aswini chobe has made after uh, his son was uh, named in the fir as the prime accused a he said that what's wrong in carrying out such sobha yatra mm. and uh, there's nothing wrong in saying vande uh, mataram mm. and then he went on to compare his son's action uh, to that of mahatma gandhi oh god ki mahatma gandhi ne bhi marte waqt he ram bola tha to jai shri ram bolne mein kya problem hai oh so god. all these uh, बट ये एक पैटर्न है वीव सीन कासगंज में भी ऐसे ही शुरू हुआ था यू टेक आउट और ये पहले कभी ज़्यादा नहीं होता था वी मीन आई हैव नेवर रियली सीन ग्रोइंग अप नवरात्रि का यात्रा भागलपुर में जो रैली की रूट थी उसमें भी आधा दर्जन जो इलाके हैं वो सब मुस्लिम डोमिनेटेड Uh, some reports said that there was pelting of stones from their side from the yatra guys yeah so the guys. Uh, the sho who filed the fir he had given uh, statements to a few news organizations saying that the uh, slogans being raised in the rally were provocative and that would have triggered the stone pelting from the minority community mm. so a why would you carry out a rally from muslim dominated area with provocative slogans mm. until unless you have some agenda Hmm. So, but that would uh, come out only after the investigation is done but yeah again this was not picked up so you have araria being uh-huh. picked up but you don't have uh, you know bhagalpur being picked up in you think news media the narrative that the media catches or the narrative that the media uses is reflective of the diversity in the newsrooms because there is an absence let's say a, a a hmm. minority of voices no, from minor- these categories there is good uh, not dalit representation but there is good minority representation in a lot of media houses uh, of course majority will still mostly be hindu upper caste but you do have minorities i think the simple reason is that certain channels now want to toe the line of the current dispensation and to do that you have to be hyper patriotic hyper religious you know it's okay now to say hindutva is good i think it's it's not so much to do with representation as a clear agenda of you know mm. it's become cool to i think earlier bhi media houses mein aise log the jo sochte the aisa ki ha hinduon ka whatever but now it's become okay to say it out loud i think that's one big difference um okay let's get to recommendations nidhi do you have any story that you think uh, you already spoke about uh, the story that you think wasn't played up enough Yeah. Yeah. Uh hmm. so yeah, yeah, so why don't you give us yeah why don't you give us a recommendation then 
Yeah, I would actually like to recommend this podcast called uh, This American Life. They did a podcast for five women. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting because it talks about five women, women who worked and were harassed by the same man in completely different ways. Um, they talk not only about their encounters with him, but also about you know where they came from in their lives, how they entered the workplace, and how their personal history sort of. shape the way shape the way they dealt with this harassment in their workplace hmm. and uh, the podcast also begins with the wife of this man so how clueless she was and how she sort of found out about all of this and the different nuances of harassment i think it's a really lovely podcast and uh, everyone should listen to it hmm. at some point great uh cherry your recommendation uh so i have two recommendations one is uh a guardian piece on uh, gold uh, the pay gap among goldman sachs employees while mm. i was well aware that there is like pay gap is very prevalent and it's mm. there but i was very shocked to see that the men at goldman sachs have are being paid double of what women are mm. being paid it was like and that also made me think i brought this up right we need to see or rather figure out what is the pay gap in our indian newsrooms mm. Uh, I, I suspect it'll be very high. I think that women editors get paid way less than male editors. Firstly, it's very, um, very few women make it to the top. But even if they do, I think there's a big pay gap issue. Yeah, that's that's. I'm sure there is. I mean, if we were to research this, we'll find some shocking results in Indian media. And we should definitely do that. Mm. I think. Yeah, we should. Important. We should figure out a way to do that. A uh, second recommendation is uh, Mehdi Hassan's piece on CBS's interview with Saudi Arabia's Mohammed bin Salman, and uh, so he's written a piece about the questions that I would have asked as against the question that CBS asked, which is a highly patriot, a patronizing interview that they did, and this reminded me of the interview that Z News did. With Amit Shah, I was like, "What are the questions that you guys asking?" Z News had a, a conclave, right? Z News also had a conclave, and News Eighteen also. Mm. So yeah. So just like, I missed the Amit Shah interview. I didn't see that, but yeah, so I can guess what it is. Knowing Sudhir Chaudhary. <laughs> um, oh, can I make one more recommendation? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to recommend that interview. I, was it on? I just remembered it, so I hadn't planned this. Uh, the interview was Padmaja did with Tanmay Bhatt and. Uh, प्रायोरिटी news channels or broadcast media has it it is all about numbers and hardly anything about quality it's a perfect example of a parallel conversation where tanmay and his friend are trying to say something else and padmaja like completely on another tangent and it's a, <laughs> it's a hilarious interview and i thought uh, it clearly exposes the priorities of broadcast journalism yeah yeah that was i felt quite bad for padmaja she she comes yeah. off, she comes off looking really silly in that um yeah. <laughs> rohan your yeah. recommendation uh, before recommendation kal raat kedarnath singh jo hindi ke bahut bade lekhak the aur kavi bhi the unki unka nidhan ho gaya hmm. so i would like to recite a poem of his oh sure hmm. go for it uh, kisne uh, his poem ka naam hai 
अंगूठे का निशान अच्छा किसने बनाए वर्णमाला के अक्षर ये काले काले अक्षर भूरे भूरे अक्षर किसने बनाए खड़िया ने चिड़िया के पंख ने दिमकों ने ब्लैक बोर्ड ने किसने आखिर किसने बनाए वर्णमाला के अक्षर मैंने मैंने सारे हस्ताक्षरों को अंगूठा दिखाते हुए धीरे से बोला एक अंगूठे का निशान और एक सोखते में गायब हो गया नाइस और रिकमेंडेशन में मैं एनबीटी का एक ब्लॉग है वो उनके ऑनलाइन पोर्टल पे ही मिलेगा वेंडी डोनेजर की जो किताब है कामसूत्र और उसमें लेसबियन रिश्तों पे जो हमारे एंशंट टेक्स्ट्स में है उस पर एक ब्लॉग लिखा गया है तो हिंदी में 377 को इस तरीके से जोड़ते हुए बहुत कम ब्लॉग है तो ये पढ़ना चाहिए नाइस और ये किताब नहीं है वेंडी डोनेगर की काम नहीं ये नहीं, हो गया तीन चार साल पुरानी है ओके अमित योर रिकमेंडेशन आई वुड रिकमेंड कैरवेंस कवर स्टोरी ऑन अडानी एंड वन स्टोरी विच वॉज पॉइंटेड आउट दिस मॉर्निंग बाई वन ऑफ आर रीडर्स ऑन ट्विटर Uh, it's a reportage by scroll on uh, ground report uh, on uh, bjp's allegation of how the islamist forces have killed uh, the hindu workers hmm. uh, hindutva activists hmm. so uh, it's a good report and we should read uh, how scroll has uh, you know kind of uh, bulled uh, they they have kind of uh, crashed uh, trashed the entire narrative of mm. bjp that how jihadist forces are killing mm. uh, the hindu boys in karnataka mm. some 23 23 people, and they i think they tracked each of them and they yeah. found mm. out how a lot of those cases had nothing to do with islamists or any islamist agenda great so that was a lovely conversation with all of you thank you so much uh, we'll be back next week hopefully with abhinandan hosting the show Uh, keep listening to reporters without orders tell us what you like about the podcast tell us what you like us to do better and remember when the government pays government is served when corporations pay corporates are served and when the public pays the public is served so pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry a big thank you to anil anshubham for producing this podcast and catch us next week thank you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.